So people have told me to my face, they lie. They lie because they don't want to create conflict. That's not good enough for us. We cannot expect to be profitable, thriving business organizations if we have a culture of lying. Hi there. It's great to have you join us for the Psychological Safety Works podcast, where we bring you concrete strategies and inspiring ideas about how to confidently have important but tough conversations. Do you know businesses are required by law to provide mental or psychological safety for their employees as well as physical safety? Are you aware of the risk factors that can lead to mentally unhealthy work environments? Do you feel confident your team is working at their best and being fully productive at work? We're here to help businessmen and women with all this and much more. Listen in to discover how you can build greater psychological safety in your workplace and reap the benefits of reduced business costs and increased employee productivity. And now, here's your host, Sandy Givens. This is the Psychological Safety Works podcast, episode number three. Welcome back for your next episode of Psychological Safety Works. And today I'm going to talk about the free assessment tool that you can access via my website. Um, This assessment tool is a checklist for businesses to see if psychological safety in their workplace is something that needs to be addressed. Now this tool is 15 questions, so it doesn't take at all long to complete. And it covers four key aspects of your workplace culture that might be putting you, your organization, and your people at risk. Now, this uh, free assessment tool is available at my website, psychologicalsafetyworks.com. Or if you simply like to write to me, I'll get one to you straight away. Now, the best email to reach me is Sandy at sandygivens.com.au and that's Sandy spelled with an I and Givens spelled with a V so S-A-N-D-I at Sandy Givens S-A-N-D-I-G-I-V as in vivacious ens.com.au all that information will be in the show notes as well because I understand a lot of you are listening while you're doing your exercises or taking your dog for a walk or perhaps listening while you're driving. So those um, instructions and links will be in the show notes for you, certainly. Now, today I want to talk to you about one of these four areas that I mentioned or four aspects of your workplace culture that might be putting your organization at risk. And that area that I want to talk about is when staff feel threatened. Now, I'm not talking about when staff feel physically threatened in any way. I'm talking about um, when they feel emotionally or psychologically threatened, um, when they don't feel safe to speak openly and honestly about something that's going on for them or an issue that's troubling them or something that's bothering them or even just to put their point of view on the table at a team meeting. Now, if you have already downloaded and completed the assessment tool, it's statements 3, 7, 11, and 14. 
that relate to this aspect of psychological safety. So you might like to look at how did you rank those statements, statements number 3, 7, 11 and 14. Now statement 3 says disagreements are readily and effectively resolved. Um, and you are asked when you do the assessment tool um, to, to put a ranking or rating against that in terms of how you feel your team uh, and or your organization relate to that. Now, one of the things that someone called me the other day and told me they'd done, which I thought was just awesome, um, they said, look, I thought the tool was really useful. You know, they had the team leader had completed it themselves. But then they thought, well, if I was really brave, um, I would print out copies and get my team to complete it. And that's exactly what they'd done. So good on them being courageous, um, because after all, some of you, many of you know that the name of my company is Communicate with Courage. Um, perhaps it should be Communicate and Act with Courage, because that's exactly what this team leader did. Uh, she printed copies for all of her team, got them to respond, didn't want them to sign their names or anything like that, put an anonymous, anonymous box they could drop their responses in. And she said it was gobsmackingly eye-opening. So really great idea to get your team to complete it as well. Because, of course, she found that their team, her team hadn't responded to many aspects in that assessment tool um, the same way she had. That they had ranked things a lot lower than she had perceived them to be. So regarding this um, disagreements are readily and effectively resolved... You know, one of the things uh, my client said to me uh, many months ago was, oh, no, 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 we, you know, this is how we deal with disagreements in a totally different way. And I said, well, what do you do? And they said, well, we sweep them up through the carpet or we sweep the person out the door. And I said, well, what do you mean you sweep the person out the door? Well, just literally that. We either fire them, make them redundant, or, you know, we find some reason to let them go. Uh, because if there is a person that is causing conflict or ruffling feathers or speaking up a bit too openly and honestly here, um, we ignore them as long as we can. And if that doesn't work, we make sure they disappear. I found that staggering. Like, what? He, and, and then and again, true stories. You will never hear me say anything but true stories on this podcast. Another group I was working with, I was running a workshop for their organization about how to resolve conflicts. And I talked to them about, well, what do we get fearful about when there are differences of opinion and differences of opinion and we want to resolve that conflict? And the answer I was given, literally, quote unquote, people disappear around here, Sandy. I said, what do you mean? Like bodies disappear. And with not a blink, without a blink of an eye or a smile on their faces, they said, yeah, that somebody was there on a Friday and never came back again. <sighs> Very sad, sad state of affairs. Um, statement number seven says, we are definitely a learning organization. People are not punished for their mistakes. We ensure that we all learn from them. And there's some famous quote, which I could have looked up and researched before recording this episode. And it goes something along these lines. Fundamentally, 
um, some fella in some organization had messed up really badly and the boss called him into his office, you know, a couple of days later and the guy who'd messed up thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to get the sack. And when he sat down in front of his manager, he said, look, I know you've called to, called me in here to, you know, terminate my employment. And so the mythology goes, the employer said to him, you got to be kidding. I just spent X thousand dollars in that mistake that was made and in your learning. I'm not letting you go now and take that learning somewhere else. We're going to sit down, figure out what went wrong, what derailed and how we're going to ensure you and none of the rest of us ever do that again. And I thought, wow, how refreshing, (laughs) how refreshing. And you might say, well, look, yeah, Sandy, that sounds like a bit of mythology. Is that really true? So an absolutely true story, again, from one of my clients. Um, The client organization was one that I'd done many workshops for on a variety of different topics relating to communication. And there was one employee who was really struggling to fit in and, and, you know, have cooperative, collaborative relationships with others in the team. And so my client contact said to me, would you do one-on-one coaching? I, of course, said, sure. And I think it was sometime during the second or third session with this woman, um, she said to me, for the umpteenth time, it is the way it is, Sandy. It just is the way it is around here. And I said, well, how is it around here? I mean, you, you say that a lot. <laughs> How is it around here? And, and honestly, her reply was, if you don't keep your head down and your bum up and your mouth shut, you get sacked. I said, okay, I understand that maybe your perception of things and your understanding of things. So let's just take a breath and a step back and talk about what really happens. And without a bat of an eyelash, she said to me, Sandy, that's what really happens. That is the way we do things around here. We keep our bums up and our heads down and our mouths shut. No wonder she didn't fit in Um, because she was really struggling with that. She believed in authentic, honest, cards-on-table communication. She didn't see a disagreement as an argument. She saw it as a disagreement. Clearly, the culture around this organization was disagreement is argument and uh, a mistake is a failure. A mistake is something that needs to be punished. A mistake is something we don't do. It's embarrassing and it's costly and you're a bad person and must sit in the corner and learn your lesson. Again, very sad. And remember, this all relates to psychological safety. If people feel that they cannot make a mistake without there being some sort of dire consequence or some sort of um, grapevine gossip judgment going around about them, then imagine the stress in that person always 100% of the time wanting to make sure things are 100% accurate. It's, it's unrealistic. Statement 11 says, Everyone feels safe to voice their thoughts, even when it is clear this will lead to differences of opinion. And this particularly happens in 
team meetings or catch-ups or briefings about a project, you know, um, a check-in point. Well, how's everybody going with their tasks relating to meeting the deadline at the end of the month? And the number of times I've been told, I just sit there quietly, Sandy, and hope they don't ask me. Because if they ask me, I have to lie. Because if I tell the truth, um, word will go around like bushfire in the organization that I'm not up to snuff, that I'm not good enough, that I can't cut it. And I'll start to be uh, not being kept in the loop. And then when I'm not kept in the loop, I'm not, I can't go to team meetings. And then I'm asked, why aren't you going to team meeting? <laughs> and it just becomes a vicious cycle. So people have told me to my face, they lie. They lie because they don't want to create conflict. That's not good enough for us. We cannot expect to be profitable, thriving business organizations if we have a culture of lying. Ah, you can hear the passion in my voice. I'll take a breath and get off my soapbox. Um, there is one more statement on the assessment tool, um, and that is number 14. Everyone feels safe to raise any work issue that is concerning or troubling them. And for this one, I want to relate to you a story of a, a friend of mine. She was, um, she'd gotten a new job. She was on a six-month probation, as a lot of employers understandably do in this day and age. And it was about a month before the end of her probation. And she knew, she talked to me and she said, look, I know there's a couple of aspects of my job that I'm really struggling with. And I don't want to wait to get to my probation review and have them say, hey, you're not good enough. So we kind of chatted through alternatives. And the one that sat well with her was to actually go to her manager and talk about this particular process she was being challenged by and her ideas about what sort of support, training, help, she needed to bring herself up to speed and the expected performance level by the time her performance review came. Now, meanwhile, in the five and a half months she'd been there, lots of compliments, lots of goodwill, manager telling her she was doing a great job, you know, lots of positive stuff going on. So it, almost like a preventative, preemptive thing. She didn't want to wait until bad news came. She said, look, I know I'm not up to the expected level of performance in this area. Now, bless her heart, she put her courageous voice on and she went and spoke to her manager who reassured her and said, wow, I'm glad you've come to me and told me this. This is great. Yeah, well, we'll look at how we can help get you up to speed because these things need to happen faster than you're currently doing them. So uh, when she called me that night after work and told me this, I thought, woohoo, you know, a win for courageous voices. And then it all came crashing down several days later. Uh, her manager called her into her office and said, I'm sorry, we're, we're going to let you go today. We don't believe that there'll be any improvement between now and your performance review, and we will pay you X number of weeks out, etc." Naturally, that was incredibly challenging for my friend. But my point in raising it here is this. I wonder, I wonder what kind of message that sent around the workplace to other people. I wonder what kind of things are being said, like, you know, oh, she's not here today. What happened? Oh, she just couldn't stand the pressure, so we let her go. 
or oh, she just couldn't get a hang of it, or she messed one too many things up, or she made one too many mistakes. Oh, she even acknowledged that she wasn't up to speed with task X, Y, Z. Like, what kind of messages get sent around our workplaces, possibly unintentionally and unwittingly, but all add up to creating this culture totally lacking or significantly lacking in psychological safety for employees. Creating an environment where they feel, whoa, I'll just pull my neck in and fly below the radar. I will not speak up and say when I need help with something. Even though I might have thought in a different organization, I might have had a fair hearing But in this organization, I feel like if I'm concerned about something or something's troubling me, whether it's needing help with my own work tasks or whether it's behavior of someone in the workplace that's detracting me from being fully productive or whether it's even a new policy that's been put in place that I feel is very unfair and unjust. If people feel they can't bring their opinions and ideas to the table, without fear of retribution or some terrible consequence, we are creating a psychologically unsafe workplace for them. So, a lot of food for thought. And even just looking at four out of those 15 statements on the assessment tool, um, obviously in the next several episodes of this podcast, I'm going to be looking at the other three areas that are covered by the remaining questions. Those areas are when an employee feels isolated, when an employee feels powerless, and finally, when an employee feels overwhelmed. Vital things for all of us to be looking at around our places of work and making changes to the work environment so people do feel far more safe than they might feel right now. As always, I'm delighted to have had you join me today for this episode of Psychological Safety Works. And remember, if you haven't already gotten your copy of the free assessment tool that is on offer to you, please go to psychologicalsafetyworks.com, send me an email at sandy with an I, Givens with a V for vivacious, sandy at sandygivens.com.au, or Go and have a look at the show notes after this episode when you're not driving or walking the dog or on your uh, exercise bike and uh, make sure you get a copy of that tool and perhaps be like that client who called me the other day and said she was courageous enough to give it to her staff as well and find out what they really thought about the safety in their workplace. So enough from me for today. I look forward to next time when we talk about the rest of your assessment tool. And of course, until then, remember it's important to look after yourself while you're looking out for others as well. Have a great week. Talk soon. This has been another valuable episode of the Psychological Safety Works podcast with Sandy Gibbons. If you know others like yourself who want to build more psychologically safe workplaces, please share this and other episodes via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. And remember, you can find show notes, resources, and subscribe to this podcast at psychologicalsafetyworks.com. 
we truly believe collectively we can all contribute to building happier, healthier, and more harmonious workplaces for everyone. This Psychological Safety Works podcast is proudly part of the Experts On Air podcast network. Until next time, look after yourselves and each other.